I'm not. <laughs> not if it's a quarter inch. Yeah, it's not much. But temps are going to drop. You don't want that to freeze. I can't do anything about it. Temps are supposed to drop. You sound like a bunch of snow. You, you sound like the city of St. Paul's snow room. Right. <laughs> 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 I can't do anything about that. Yeah. It was <laughs> we got it. I was bouncing this off Reavers and I got his answer. I'll be interested in your two answers. Uh, this Tom Bonnet is a really good emailer, longtime listener. And he wrote the today, guy we thought was, it was pronounced by name. He yeah. said, I'm from Nebraska, not France, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said he's finding it increasingly difficult to listen to the podcast and other conservative leaning shows. And he writes, this is not an indictment of you and the boys. On the contrary, I'm a dedicated listener. Uh, but his point is. Your discussion of the murals simply hammered home how nonstop grumbling with like-minded GLers at the NAC Hardware and Lounge solves nothing. Yeah. You and other conservative commentators do a great job chronicling America's demise. Right. But as illustrated by the mural story and countless others, progressives continue full steam ahead despite our protests. Right. That's yep, yep. Ramrodding their agendas down our throats and rolling their eyes as old at old white guys who vainly fight to preserve outdated notions of decorum and tradition. Uh, lately, it's dawned on me that I'm going to read this on the air. Lately, it's dawned on me that there are specific demographics that must fight specific battles. For instance, I firmly believe that the fight against the trans movement is a woman's battle. I'm going to presume he means when it comes to something specific like sports. Since the phenomena of men commandeering womanhood hurts no one more than women, I'll gladly stand alongside thousands of women at a rally where they reclaim womanhood for women, but women need to organize that. And then he goes on to say, uh, a bunch of middle-aged white guys grumbling about an obscene anti-cop mural uh, doesn't accomplish anything. Parents have to fight back against that. Well, we I, I've been Didn't, saying that for a hundred years. I, I think I brought that up, and that's why I constantly um you know badger you on the air. What should we do about it? What can we and possibly I gave you do? my answer what I would do about the tax situation in St. Paul. First, I'd have to get elected mayor, then I would trim the payroll by about like 150 people. Well, then do it. Well, I'm too old to be the mayor. Well, we've that's another thing. We've always Rookie got an alive. excuse. We've well, can always I, got an excuse. Let me ask you, the Brooklyn Center mural as an example, uh, wouldn't wouldn't you think some of those parents in Brooklyn Center, perhaps a majority, might agree with some of the... <laughs> I don't know. It's become a yeah. predominantly black high school. Yeah. And then that's, that's their... The onus so, is on them. So they're not going to push back against. But they John, might push back at, for... Here we are Brooke, wash, call, washing our hands of it. Yes. You know, it's yep. their problem. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I, I think that emailer is dead on. Um, I have a question. But you Why brought are we doing the show off the I wanted to see uh, Height and Olson oh. did not give me your answer. Gotcha. Reaver's well, answer is it's not our job that's to solve not our these. Job. We do a podcast. Our job, we get paid to do a podcast. We don't get paid to solve the issues, just to. Do you think my son is a drug dealer? Yes. 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 I wouldn't be flaunting that there, son. Let me, is it all ones? Yeah, it's all ones. Oh, it's tip money. 
That reminds oh, me of uh, boy, I miss those days. Yeah. That reminds me of the roommate when she used to. Oh. And they all smelled like beer. So what? They still cash. Boy. They still spend. It sucked. But boy, there was no better feeling than walking out of that dump at four o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and you're just stacked. Hey, it's cash. five two. What are the ads? And people, <laughs> when she'd show up with, she always put them in the uh, paperclip wads of 25. The retailers would love her. Oh, yeah. thank you. We yep. needed ones. Yep. <laughs> yeah, those days are ending. I suppose I'll be told I have to live in a cashless society. I look forward to that. Yeah, that, I know, that, but you're yeah. a communist. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, some of this stuff, Joe, you know, we're we're fine with. It's maybe just you I'm not that fine is. With it at all. <laughs> yeah. Social media. You pay your heating bill in cash? Uh, what if I could? I could. I could walk. I could drive down there and pay at the counter. Look. I just paid my water bill this yeah. morning on my phone. Yeah, that's what that kid. I do that. This. I just paid a bill in a different state. Such, I do that from time to time with a couple of guys up here that hey do now. work for me. Well, you could do that. Yeah. Uh, Suchi boy. I got the frat. And I always advise them to uh, keep this off the books. Yep. Just put this in your pocket. My <laughs> Eco fun and gator. Ken. Seafoam. Ow. And moon. So, Joe, do EcoFun first, please. Uh, anybody want to take bets on that? Hey, Joe. Huh? Do EcoFun first, okay. please. Okay. <laughs> Again, I am accepting wagers. I'm not. Well, Kenny, taking... I'm just going to make sure I do it. I'll just arrange <laughs> things here. And. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> Put during the first during the first break, <laughs> we're going to do the auction, and we're all going to participate, and we're all going to be joyous about it, because tomorrow is the last day for the auction. Um, again, I go to Garage Logic Podcast. I know and, someone that's bidding on that. And then I go, uh, what Ooh, extras, well, advertisers? Just do the search, and then hit auction, and then enter in auction. Um. Magnifying glass. Rook, I need a kahuna from you today. Rook, apparently you were on TV. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think you could break out the razor. <laughs> you know, looked like a hobo. You know. I ain't got no EcoFund copy. What happened to it? Um, Is it in your pile? I'm looking through the pile. Mm. See what I can see? There it is. Okay, I think, how long has Minnesota Horse and Hunt been around? I think I actually did that Sunday brunch as a kid when we were living in Prior Lake. I don't know. Where where are they? No They're right on the border about. of Prior Lake and... Oh, that's an auction thing. And Craig, Shakopee. Yep. It's right off Highway 13. I'll bet you a million dollars that's where we used to that have place Sunday brunch is after freaking church. awesome. Have you, when, so that's the last time you were out there was when you were a kid? 70s, if they were around. I was. We did an event out there on the radio station. Oh, and I didn't realize how close it was to me. So Jess and I brought the boys out there. It's really cool. It's just a neat place. They do a bunch of trap shooting and stuff out there. So my nephew was on the um, was on the trap shooting team a couple of years ago for high school, and then they and they had a competition out there. So I, I brought the boys down. It's just a neat place. And he's I forget the guy's name. I met him that owns it. 
We're talking about hundreds of acres that he could sell for millions upon millions of dollars and just refuses to because he loves having that spot for people to use. It's just, it's cool. It's a great story. He's a good dude. I think oh, he's got to start the show. I think he's a Marine. I'm, I'm ready. I'm just waiting for. Oh, speaking of the Marine. Shut off you, out there and locked have, up. And- Joe, have you read any details of personal details about the Marine that's um, in Russia? Yeah, he's got a checkered past. Checkered. I'll say. Yeah. Okay. You talk about the one we didn't trade Griner for? Yeah, as long as you know. Reeves, do this for me. It still doesn't change my opinion that we need to get him home. This. Here, I'll do it right. You, you get well, what up. is this? Get the drudge up. You just put drudge in there? Well, I don't know. I don't know what, what you, do? you I don't know what. Uh, what that was a pretty good effort this morning. Oh, that didn't take did, did you get the final product from Ross? I did. I just, yeah. Listen to that it's thing that he sent us. It's just, it's <laughs> just as ridiculous as I wanted well, it to be. It. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and the fact that for some reason I started giggling in the middle of the song was perfect because you could better. tell we just yeah. thought, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could cook pizza in here. I don't think so. <laughs> right. I'm known to do that on the weekend when I'm home alone. We watched that the other night. Yep. <sighs> Never seen it all the way through. That kid makes yeah. me angry. And Leland laughs every time when he plays the, and you smooch him with my brother when he's replaying the movie. Gets Leland every time. Like, buddy, you know it's coming. I know, but it's still funny, Dad. I've probably I seen the whole season. movie, but in bits. Yeah. I watched season one, episode one of The Lincoln Lawyer. What's that? Fun. That's a Michael Conley character. Okay. Uh, He's a good actor. Is anybody watching? Michael Conley's an author. Conley's a writer. Who am I thinking of? (laughs) Is anybody watching White Lotus? Uh, I love the the first. I used to have. I've I've heard nothing but bad things about Matthew. I uh, I watched. Is this headphones on? No. Oh. From whom? Rookie Kenny's trying to talk to you. Put your headphones on, please. Damn headphones on. Ask questions. I see, I see Don't you put shave your today, on. but you didn't shave for the TV cameras. I Who am I thinking of? I, I, Tim Connolly? Matt, I loved the first season of of uh, White Lotus so much that I watched the whole season twice. I tried two episodes of it this year, and for some reason, I couldn't get through you it. You didn't like Italy? I just, I what just do I was, smell? I wasn't enjoying it. What did you it. put on your hands? Yeah, what, what is that? I smell weed. He got weed. He got weed. Joe is a freaking bloodhound, by the way. I brought, I had some chicken and. Oh, you. What is that? You shouldn't eat in here. Is there garlic garlic on that? (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Connelly. Who am I thinking of? The actor. No idea. Two minutes after. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. John, Jennifer Connelly is in. uh, Top Gun Maverick. I like Jennifer. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Joe, are you ready? Yep. Let's do it. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 980, December 14th, 2022. 55 degrees was the record high. That was in 1998, and it was 27 below on this day in 1901. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. 
Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. At the gate, Joe Sushi. It said that plane was destined for the North Pole. Is that, are you serious? Is that where it went? Flight 1224. What are you talking uh, about? I love, Matt. Uh, one of the guys in that uh, clip that was on Channel 9 this morning had to come from my hometown. Because these boys here ain't uh, never been on a plane before, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know if they're ever going to get on one. I'm like, I, 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 I know you, right? <laughs> it was a sweet thing. No, no, it was a passenger. No, but Matt was featured, and you could hear his voice making you announcements. You have a speaking role? No, I just had to tell them how it was going to go down. Yeah. And the kids were wonderful, make-a-wish kids. I do did notice you were wearing your um, Christmas-themed sport coat. Yeah. Matthew, mm-hmm. one, one gal's daughter, though, was questioning the whole thing, though. You could tell she was a smart kid, and she's like, um... <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait a minute. So um, tell, tell me this. <laughs> you need to be like my kids. If you think there's something going on, don't mess with Santa. Just keep it going. Yeah. Keep the good thing going. Yep. Well, and there's the old line about the optimist and the pessimist. Okay. One kid, uh, that both kids wake up on Christmas morning, and there's a bag of horse poop under the tree. Okay. And the pessimist says, that figures, all I get <laughs> is some lousy horse poop. And the optimist says, where there's this much poop, there's got to be a pony. <laughs> All right. Take it. I, uh, we were lamenting the absence of Christmas lights downtown. We weren't even lamenting their absence necessarily. We were pointing out that it was typical of the current agendas that there wouldn't be Christmas lights downtown. Well, I'm happy to report I got a number of uh, uh, indications from emailers. Uh, Milwaukee lights them up still. Nice. Bozeman, Montana lights it up. Uh, Stillwater lights it up. Uh, I bet there's some cities that still do it, huh? Well, there must mm-hmm. be. Well, there obviously are. Milwaukee but Milwaukee's and Bozeman. big, though. Milwaukee's got tall buildings. I think uh, uh, Mature told me the tallest building in Bozeman's, I don't know. I can't remember what he said. You know what's neat? Story? And I don't know if you guys have been down this way. On 169 south of Belle Plaine, where Cambria is located, their headquarters. Yep. They're the you know the massive yeah. Cambria building. Yeah, they must have someone come out and decorate that entire building because it's all lit up. It's really cool looking. Oh. Davis family can foot the bill on that. Yeah, yeah, it's really neat. Let's revisit the mural of police hatred in the principal hallway of Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Center, Brooklyn Center, Brooklyn Center High School, Brooklyn yep. Center High School uh, where there are profane comments on the police, and the failed academy's excuse is. The kids needed to express this to help their healing process, which is BS, help their healing process following the uh, uh, accidental shooting of Dante Wright. And uh, Kelsey has a notice, has a, has a question for the people of the Brooklyn Center High School, the people who run it. They allowed the mural to help the students deal with their grief over the shooting of Dante Wright. Do they also have a mural next to that one dedicated to the idea of dealing with their grief over the shooting of Caleb Livingston at the hands of Dante That's Wright? A great question. He died in October of this year from injuries sustained three years earlier as a result of being shot in the head by his boyhood friend Wright at a gas station. This never gets mentioned by the local media. So you made the call. 
and yep. you're waiting for a response. I'm waiting for an email, which I'm checking right now, or a voicemail. You had two questions for them. Yes. One, is the mural still up? Are you getting any pushback? And two, do you, in fact, have a mural up of Caleb Livingston? Well, you know damn well they don't. Right. We know no. that already. No. Now, I want this could be a watershed moment. In uh, That's a great question, by the way. In the 980 shows of, of Garage Logic, one of our loyal, most loyal listeners, and always been a wonderful email over the years, Tom Bonnet, has a great point to make, and I think we can resolve it. Uh, Joe, on Tuesday's podcast, you discussed a profane anti-police mural proudly displaced at a Brooklyn Center High School. The discussion was a great example of why I find it increasingly difficult to listen to your podcast and other conservative-leaning shows. This isn't an indictment of you and the boys. On the contrary, I've been a dedicated listener since nearly day one of the radio show, and your voice has become as ubiquitous in my life as Rush Limbaugh's was for decades. But your discussion of the mural simply hammered home how nonstop grumbling with like-minded GLers at the Knack Hardware and Lounge solves nothing. You and other conservative commentators do a great job chronicling America's decline. But as illustrated by the mural story and countless others, progressives continue full steam ahead despite our protests, ramrodding their agendas down our throats and rolling their eyes at old white guys who vainly fight to preserve outdated notions of decorum and tradition. Lately, it's dawned on me that there are specific demographics that must fight specific battles. For instance, I firmly believe that the fight against the trans movement is a woman's battle since the phenomena of men commandeering womanhood hurts no one more than women. I'll gladly stand alongside thousands of women at a rally where they reclaim womanhood for women, but women need to organize it and speak the loudest. Similarly, it does no good for a bunch of middle-aged white guys to grumble about an obscene anti-cop mural on proud display at what I presume to be a majority black high school in Brooklyn Center. Parents need to get outraged and organize against this, and fast. If I learn of a group of parents organizing an effort to descend upon the school with paint, brushes, and tarps with the goal of covering the mural in 10 minutes flat, I'll be there. Consequences be damned. But this is their fight. This profane, irresponsible adolescent mural hurts no one more than the black kids progressives claim to care about more than anyone, even as their efforts decimate the black community. If blacks aren't outraged, I'm done getting outraged on their behalf. Hmm. As I write this, it strikes me that the progressives are basically abusive spouses, hurting those they claim to love because it's for your own good. As with any abusive relationship, at some point it becomes incumbent on the person being abused to declare independence. Only then can people watching helplessly from the sidelines provide them with the support they need. It's like the old saying related to alcoholism. The first step is admitting you have a problem. Until that happens, you're tilting at windmills. Please let your listeners know if you hear of an effort to cover this obscene mural and GLers will be there in huge numbers, paintbrushes in hand. But it would be fruitless for us to organize such an effort because if we did, we'd be labeled hateful old white guys hmm. exercising our privilege by foisting Eurocentric views on an oppressed population. To paraphrase, to paraphrase Matthew 10, 14, the time has come to shake the dust from our feet and walk away from people who refuse to hear 
reason. Good luck, Tom from St. Paul. Uh, well, he couldn't be more correct. It's our job to do a podcast. I'm not sure. And I think it also is our job to find solutions where we can. But I think he's absolutely right. Uh, I've been telling black parents for 15 years, stop telling the left to do your kid a favor. Stop telling them you don't want them to do your kid a favor. They are making your children less than, less than. And and Bonnet's, Bonnet's completely correct. Who's going to listen to me? But, you're but the they parent, are. Right. But, but you're the parent of a child at Brooklyn Center, and you get wind of this. Do something about it. Okay. Uh, first, give me the name of our gal in Roseville, the badass gal in Roseville. Coffee Matska. So Coffee Matska brings this to light, and they do the same thing to her right. that they do to us. Right. Completely ignore her. Right. And she actually is that person they should be respecting. I got a note from the Gumption County deputy last friday you discussed the officer involved shooting in saint paul whenever one of these incidents occur i find myself thinking what wrongs will they accuse the officer of sadly the criminals are never held responsible for any of their actions the he's getting to uh, brooklyn center the agenda constantly pushed is for no reason at all the police shot an innocent black man it is beyond outrageous that we live in a time that person that a person armed with a gun attempting to commit a carjacking and then shooting at the cops is instantly portrayed as a victim. I can never grasp people's reasoning. Yes, I certainly can understand and empathize with the family having questions and concerns. They would and should as their son, brother, father, uncle has died. But when the explanations are provided, and saddened by the events that result in the death of our family member, obviously he made some terrible decisions, uh, which led to the tragedy for all involved. The officers were placed in an unimaginable situation, as we understand why they had to protect not only themselves, but the public at large. I skipped a sentence. But when explanations are provided and evidence produced, the predictable reaction is to reject the facts. Whenever we have heard someone say we are saddened by the events that resulted in the death of our family member, obviously we have, he made some terrible decisions. The mural you described at Brooklyn Center High School really ties in with the immediate damnation of the cops following officer-involved shootings. That mural is beyond disrespectful and hateful. Depicting cops as subhuman is disturbing. Cops are not perfect, but 99% of them are busting their tails every day to do the right thing and protect everyone in the communities they work in. Yet the message from the left, and clearly depicted by that mural, is cops are not deserving of respect or even basic human decency. So naturally, anything done by someone viewed as detestable is automatically problematic, no matter the circumstances. What I find interesting is the people who hold the Brooklyn Center mural up as virtuous are the same ones to complain about displays of the American flag and Christmas trees. We are not in a good place as a country, that's for sure. In closing, I want to wish all the GL crew a safe and Merry Christmas. Signed, the Gumption County Deputy. Unless... People wake up and t- it's the same. I don't care if you're talking about a mural or taxation you find unreasonable or wokeness in the school system. This podcast cannot solve it. Right. 
They got to wake up. This co- this podcast is preaching to an ever increasingly large choir. When is the choir going to take action? They're not. I got a great. So maybe we're just hopefully helping to motivate people. We're hopefully. messengers. Hopefully. We're messengers. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I do want to say something about what's happening in education. And I believe one of the reasons, maybe the principal reason, it has truly, truly failed. And Brooklyn Center, my God, we have to have GLers in Brooklyn Center. You would think. Mm -hmm. Are you going to do anything about this? But doesn't it feel like a task... This isn't a free speech issue. No, I know, but you almost feel helpless and hopeless because no matter what, no matter your intentions, you know nothing's going to happen. No one's going to listen to you. You're going to be shouted down. No, I disagree. I believe that if a significant number of actual Brooklyn Center High School parents took action, something would be accomplished. Nothing's going to be accomplished by me complaining about it. But you it. saw this firsthand a few weeks ago when you attended that meeting. What are the demographics of that school? I would think that Brooklyn Center has um, become probably a pretty much of a black high school. It's, a, it's an I don't extension know. of Minneapolis. Yeah, it's just North Minneapolis. So uh, you're telling me we don't have any black cops up there that have kids in that school? I find that hard to believe. How about black GL parents? Probably one and the same. Uh, This is from, uh, an emailer alerted me to this, and then I went and found the piece. Uh, Larry Arn is the president of Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College, I believe it's in Michigan, gets quite a bit of pub. I'm sorry. At a Hillsdale College. Oh, he, he gave these remarks in Santa Clara, California. But I believe Hillsdale College is in Michigan. And I don't care what you think of Hillsdale College, euphorians would turn their back on it because it it still teaches the basics. It has a conservative strain running through it. But if you're able to, from Liberal Lakes, Euphoria, and Diversityville, to set that aside, just listen to these statistics. If you want to see the problem with American education, look at a chart illustrating the comparative growth in the number of students, teachers, and district administrators in our public schools in the period 2000 to 2019. He provides a chart. The number of district administrators grew by 87.6% during these years, outstripping the growth in the number of students, 7.6%, and teachers, 8.7%. There's your problem. Every one of those administrators is a product with a made-up degree from the failed academy. Those are my words, not his. In illustrating the difference in these rates of growth, the chart also illustrates a fundamental change that has come over our nation as a whole during this period, a change in how we govern ourselves and how we live. To say, is ch- to say a change is fundamental means that it concerns the foundation of things. If the foundation changes, then the things built on it are changed. Education is fundamental, and it has changed radically, and this has changed everything else. Boy, this guy was, he must, I'm either, I either didn't know I was listening to him, 
or he's listening to us. <laughs> One of the ways of describing the change in education today is that it provides a different answer than we have ever known to the question, who owns American children? Of course, no one actually owns the children. They are human beings insofar as they are owned. They own themselves. But by nature, they require a long time to grow, much longer than most creatures. And someone must act on their behalf until they mature. Who is to do that? Not many people raise the, this question explicitly, but implicitly it is everywhere. For example, it is contained in the question, who gets to decide what children learn? It is contained more catastrophically in the question, who decides what we tell children about sex? Are these decisions the province of professional educators who claim to be experts, or are they the province of parents who rely on common sense and love to guide them? In other words, is the title to govern children established by expertise or by nature as exhibited in parenthood? The first is available to a professionally educated few the second is available to any human being who will take the trouble. This is an 11-page piece. I'm not going to continue to read it. I, I urge GLers to read it. And I didn't have to get much farther than realizing that in 10 years, in the 2000, from 2000 to 2019, school district administrators, the ones who authorize a mural at Brooklyn Center High School, grew by almost 88%. Oh, wow. <laughs> Teachers grew by 8.7%, while students in the same time period grew in numbers by 7.6%. Well, wow. You'll note yesterday when we were talking about the basketball coach at Eden Prairie that the uh, public comment, which was meaningless and empty because it didn't contain any information, came from Eden Prairie's assistant director of marketing and communication. Yep. Yeah, I well, did notice well, that. Well, if yeah. he's an assistant director of marketing, that means there's a director of marketing. Correct. Yeah, you got it. Why in God's name does a school need a director of marketing? A pub, a Catholic school might, a, pu a private school might. They want to market it to people. Right. But well, what is a public school doing with a, a director of marketing? That's a very small example, I think, of what this guy's talking about. And that is the number of administrators from 2000 to 2019, and you are paying for all of this, has, rose, has risen by 87.6%. There's your problem. And these are invariably, and I'm very comfortable saying this, miserably failed people. Miserably failed products of the miserably failed academy. But not to mention... They have degrees in equity building and inclusivity. <laughs> they have degrees that can't be measured for success or achievement. They are nothing. Yeah, but the assistant director of marketing, yeah. that story is huge. Where's the director? No, the uh, no, I'll take it even further, Matthew. I don't want to hear from anybody in marketing. If you're in marketing, that means you can work for a school, a boat manufacturer, um, the convention. You're a marketing guy. I want to hear from one of the people in charge of the school. The marketing guy's got to tell okay. me about the upcoming game, homecoming, uh, you know, why you should Meat bring raffle. your kid to this school. A marketing bleep, you know not stuff yeah. like this. And you know what's happened? 
between 2000 and 2019, the number of district administrators grew by almost 88%. And among that growth are the numbers of people put in place to give you the runaround. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Thank According you. To the That's two- exactly what we got from that guy in Eden Prairie. Now, the 2000 census, this is Brooklyn Center. Uh, the city's racial makeup was 71% white. 14% African American. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are the two majors. Mm-hmm. In 2010, it was 49% white, 25% African American. Mm-hmm. So it doubled in size for African Americans and reduced by 20% for the uh, Caucasians that left. Mm-hmm. I don't have 2020. And Brooklyn Center parents, this is your problem. And if you don't think it's a problem, we are doomed. It's as simple as that. But it's I think it's all parents' problem, Joe, because the Brooklyn Center doing this and getting away with it just will, uh, in my mind, lead to more schools doing this and getting away with it. Oh, they did it in Brooklyn Center. Yeah, it's going to work great here in Shoreview or Mason City, Iowa or wherever. That's what Bonnet is saying in this email. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what he's saying in this email. The progressives pay no attention to us. No. Nope. They will begin to pay attention, I guess, if their paycheck was threatened. Hmm. But that's not going to happen because they don't answer to anybody. I have the EcoFund Motorsports update for December. Okay. It's about all time. All electric bikes. It's coming <laughs> for Christmas. All electric bikes, 200 bucks off. All scooters, 100 to 500 bucks off. This is the winter sale plus free heated storage if needed. These are the lowest prices since before the dreadful Corvid. Over 100 youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock, ready to stick in the house right under the tree. Then the kid comes down and he goes, what the hell? Boom, this is a boom. Free storage on uh, until Christmas on all youth products. When you pay that, when you pay it up, they, they hang on to it for you and you pick it out, uh, pick it up just in time. The uh, Rover 4C 200cc electric uh, electronic fuel injected golf carts are a thousand bucks off. Four by four full size ATV with two thousand pound winch and a steel snow blade, fifty eight ninety nine. That that price continues to just impress. I didn't. I thought it would be way buy. more than that. Zero uh, percent interest financing for one year on all products in stock. They have helmets. They have apparel. They have service. They're great people. They've been with us since the beginning. EcoFund Motorsports now with two stores. The brand new store that opened this summer in Forest Lake, immediately west of 35E on Highway 97. The exit's right there. It's boom. a bang, bang, boom. You yep. get up to the top there and take a left. You go down about two blocks, it's staring you in the face. And then in Burnsville, store opened this summer. on uh, Right next to Music Go Round. Okay, it's on, uh, it's on the service road of life, mm-hmm. uh, 35W. It's ecofundmotorsports.com. We got a great email from Charlie saying, Joe, after hearing about the slush buster, I was immediately intrigued as I am one of those guys that try to clear my car in the street before pulling it into the garage. I now have the correct tool to make the job a lot easier. I also purchased one for my father-in-law for Christmas 
making me the best son-in-law in the world. While I could have purchased it on Amazon, I tracked north to Fratelloni's to make my purchase. Where there, I stocked up on seafoam of what? Well, I don't give a damn about seafoam. That's Kenny's deal, not mine. This guy's covering all the clients. He really is. R- mm-hmm. Rookie, you're going to need this email next for tomorrow. Anyway, right. uh, the slush buster. I have it on good authority. Speaking of Fratelloni's, by the way. Yeah. Um, Mike's advice on the slush buster, best of luck. Really? Going into <laughs> one of his stores for finding one. Uh, but they did get a new shipment into all of their stores, all 21 uh, locations for Fratelloni's. And it is a perfect gift uh, for for the car lover in your life. And it was invented by a GLer, Dave Pounds, right here in Burnsville, Minnesota. He got tired of the slush that was rusting the cars and damaging his garage floor. So he came up with this, and it's fantastic. It's designed and assembled in Rogers, Minnesota, and it's the only device on the market specially designed to remove the slush. Uh, it's also going to reduce the ice formations that can cause slips and falls that can injure you and your family. So stop into Fratelloni's. Hopefully they have them in stock, and I think that they will. Or you can also make your purchase online at slushbuster.us. That's slushbuster.us. Also, Wellna Ace Hardware in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, also carries a slush buster. So stop in, get your slush buster. Tell the folks at Fratelloni's you heard about it here on the GL Podcast. Bruh. Yeah, Mike basically said, uh, I hope we have them. Mm. Why? Because they're selling? They're, they're, they're selling like crazy. That's awesome. All right. Hmm. No email response yet. Uh, no email response from the uh, marketing School. director. Yeah. By the way, I would have lost that bet. Good job, Such. Well, I put it right in top there, so it was staring right at me. <laughs> we ready? Just a minute. Here's my new million dollar idea. It's been invented. No, I don't think it has. <laughs> Toothpicks loaded with nicotine. Oh my god. Nicotine, yeah. I like it. Nicotine toothpicks. That's not bad. Hans That's not a, bad. Hans says, you know why they're marketing guys? Because they couldn't handle accounting. Yeah. <laughs> Has Kenny got something here? I think so. Well, let's go. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm rolling. Why won't this play? I don't know. <laughs> Christopher Cross on it's, Garage it's Logic playing. Podcast. God. Here, let me uh He's get been in hard- hours in hardware stores. Sifting through the and bolts of life. Joe What'd you do? Double click. Oh. Uh you win some, you win some. A guy I know. He won big time over the weekend when the guy fired up four snowmobiles that were put to bed properly last spring, meaning the guy didn't bother doing anything. He didn't drain the tanks, none of that nonsense. He just added seafoam and shut them down. And last weekend, they jumped to life and ran happy. That's a seafoam double victory. 
Seafoam lets us live our best life, keeping the cylinders happy and keeping us happy. It's available all over. You'll, you'll find it everywhere fine chemicals are sold. A local company with a global reach and a true miracle in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. A Minnesota science teacher in the St. Paul public school system okay. lambasted cell biology lessons. Oh, boy. Particularly on mitochondrion for containing capitalist propaganda. What? (laughs) (laughs) Mandy Jung, a teacher at Highland Park Middle School in St. Paul, Minnesota. I know it's in the hood, baby. Said, lately there has been a lot of conversation about teachers indoctrinating students in their beliefs or to their beliefs. And I always find this funny because our children are seeped in capitalist indoctrination from the second they are born. And she's teaching your kids at Highland junior high school. John, and she's getting paid uh, basically because it's a capitalist system. Uh, Maybe she'd be be preferred to to be paid by the state. Well, she is, isn't she? But that's your money. Mm -hmm. Jung proceeded to provide the perfect example of how capitalist indoctrination is expressed in her seventh grade science classes. Seventh grade science is the year that you learn that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell in all of this cell biology. So at the end of the unit, I have students take a test. And one of the questions is, a person says the nucleus is the most important organelle in the cell. Do you agree or disagree, and why? Uh, I would have said I agree. Isn't the nucleus the center? The Minnesota teacher previously revealed that she used a survey that allows students to conceal gender identity in her classroom. Okay. These are all resources that I use or have used at the beginning of the school year. Please enjoy the middle school teacher said the questions asked students about their preferred pronouns and names. Oh, I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. I'm sorry. Now that's a cut line. Yeah. No. Do you agree or disagree and why? Uh, and almost every child says, yes, I agree because without a boss, the cell would be in total chaos. Jung added that the student's response cracks me up and went on to claim microscopic bacteria were the original anarchists. <laughs> Bacteria don't have a nucleus, and they are arguably one of the most successful classes of organisms on the planet. Bacteria out bacteria out here being the original anarchists, right? No nucleus, no master, sees the means of metabolism. I don't know. It's funny to me, she said. Funny how? Oh, like a how do you think that's funny? <laughs> like <a> nucleus? <laughs> uh, Jung frequently posts anti-capitalist views on her social media platforms. For example, she shared on Twitter, you are not a capitalist, you are an exploited worker with Stockholm Syndrome. Hmm. Hmm. In another case, Jung recommended a teacher use what appeared to be a Marxist political cartoon about capitalism. The poster said, capitalism, we rule you, we fool you, we shoot at you, we eat for you. What? Except, John, it's never worked anywhere. I wonder how you reconcile that. The Minneapolis teacher, well, that's Fox News National. They got it wrong. It's St. Paul. The St. Paul teacher previously revealed that she used a survey that allows students to conceal a gender identity change in her classroom. 
Uh, these are all resources that I use or have used at the beginning of the school year. Please enjoy, she said. The questions ask students about their preferred pronouns and names and whether those can be used when speaking directly with a student's parents. It'll also ask them mm. about who they do not get along with in the classroom. Some of the questions included, what name should I use when speaking to your parents? What pronoun should we use when we talk about you? Choose as many as you want. Is it okay to use the pronouns you selected above when we talk to your parents? Wow. Is it okay to use the pronouns you selected above when we talk to other students in the class? A spokesperson for the district referred to existing policy when Fox News Digital asked for comment, which said, respect all students' gender identity and gender expression by honoring the right of students to be identified and addressed by their preferred name and pronoun. Uh, so sick of this problem. That we thing. live in a country where schools are actively pushing kids to change their gender and hide it from their parents is something I never thought I would face as a parent. Kimberly S. Herman from the Southeastern Legal Foundation told Fox News. She added the surveys administered without parental consent may violate federal law. Surveys like this only violate the law but they are aimed at separating children from their parents. Parents must know that when schools ask children about their emotional health, sexual identity, and family relationships without parents' consent, they violate federal law, she said. All right. That's, the, yeah, she's right. Okay, here's what I want to know. Uh, how did this get to, how did Fox get attention of this? Mm, probably an angry parent. Mm. That's, it sounds like an angry parent. She, she's a science teacher, correct? Yes. Yep. Seventh grade. She has Is no this business. Fox News or Fox 9? She has Fox no. Local. Or no, not local. It's Fox National. News. Yep. Okay. How did Fox News nationally get wind of a seventh grade science teacher in St. Paul, Minnesota, who is teaching uh, that cell biology is emblematic of capitalism? How did they come across that? And now that it's out there, do you think it concerns any parent of a Highland Park middle school student? It would me. Do you think it concerns any parent of a Highland Park middle school student that this uh, crackpot is uh, giving them surveys about what to call them and how secretive she might or might not have to be when talking to the parent? In a science class. Mm -hmm. And what she's doing, her ridiculous analogy, she's trying to replace what she calls capitalist propaganda, which it's not, mm -hmm. with wokeism propaganda. Mm -hmm. And none of it has anything to do with science. Science is science, that that's how it works. It's, it's funny how the people, oh, God. She, oh, sounds so like she, she sounds like she might have the capacity to be a really interesting teacher but not a science teacher. Well, I mean, she has the capacity to put this in words that kids understand, you know, Hey, these rogue uh, deals here, they're the, they're the original anarchists. You know, she gets them to understand the, the construction of a cell. But is she furthering their education? No, is no. she preparing them for college and then a life in medicine? No, she's stunting high their, school. She's stunting their growth. She's exactly. stunting their learning. Exactly. 
Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell and the cell biology. So at the end of the unit, I have students take a test. And one of the questions is, a person says the nucleus is the most important organelle in the cell. Do you agree or disagree? And then that gives her, apparently she's terribly amused by their answers because she's going to tell you what the answer is. And she said almost every child says, yes, the nucleus is the center of the of the cell. And uh, because the teachers say without a boss, the cell would be in total chaos. Well, Jung added the students' responses crack me up because you got to get humor somewhere when you're a seventh grade science <laughs> teacher. And went on to claim that microscopic bacteria were the original anarchists. Bacteria don't have a nucleus, and they are arguably one of the most successful classes of organisms on the planet. Bacteria out here being the original anarchists, right? No nucleus, no master, seize the means of metabolism. I don't know. It's funny to me, she said. Okay. So she's with my... Now here's something else. Wait, 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 wait. So she's teaching them the value and the uh, how awesome anarchy is? is. Is that what I'm getting? Seems to be part of it. Yeah. Fox News Digital asked the St. Paul Public School District whether Jung's commentary is part of its curriculum. And they sent over a science unit used in the district. The district did not answer the question. No. Weird. Mm-hmm. They had an 80%, in, 87% not. increase in administrators between 2000 and 2019, most of whom are in place to help the administration avoid being accountable to anyone. Well, I think what's yeah, clear here is Highland Park clearly needs a marketing director. How many kids do we have listening now? About four, maybe oh, six. Maybe four. Yeah, okay. You four kids that are listening right now, if anybody any adult in your life tells you, don't tell your parents, uh, the first thing you need to do is tell your, tell parents, your parents unless <laughs> one caveat, unless it's your uncle and yes. he just let you drive the truck down the gravel road <laughs> and you're only twelve, mm-hmm. then definitely don't tell your parents. She also apparently shows her class a pyramid of capitalist system, a 1911 American cartoon caricature critical of capitalism. Okay, uh, honey, but you you have to explain to me uh, Marxism hasn't worked anywhere. Uh, the people trying to get into this country are not trying to get into Venezuela, and they're not trying to get into Cuba. They're trying to leave Venezuela and Cuba. So could you please tell me where out uh, where in history this worked? Right. It hasn't. It doesn't. It well, can't. It works, works for those in charge. It just doesn't work for the rest of us. And she, uh, she's pictured here. She's uh, very forthcoming in her Twitter posts, I guess. Uh, now, Bonnet's email. What are we to do? What are we to do about this? Read it on the show. I think we just did it. I guess yep. I guess I'm doing what I can do. And I'm not ripping Tom. I'm just saying. No, and uh, he's not ripping yeah. us. Yeah. He's got a great yeah. point. What the hell are we supposed to do? Well, stay vigilant. That's all I can do. I have two children. Rook okay. has four. That's what we're supposed to do. And I got lucky because I'll the say. kids I used to have uh, never endured any of this. Right. And they're all highly successful that you're aware of there you, might have yeah, been something it, small that they probably well, but they, handled, they, on their own. But they handled it right yeah yeah we all joe you must have had teachers i did i was in college at the height of liberals you know i mean who were you knew is were that more, what happened john more liberal than well we all were we just we listened to everything and then we figure out what we want to figure out mm-hmm. that that's the way i 
you know, that's what happened to me in college anyway. It wasn't here. here so that's, that's interesting. Here's what I remember. Mm -hmm. I remember that it was the students when I was in college who were attempting to enforce liberalism on the teachers. Okay. Yeah. That's what I remember. Turned around. Certainly some of that when was I was fun. there too. Because I never suffered a teacher attempting to indoctrinate me about anything. Is no, I don't. I don't think indoctrination here. That's but not what I mean. I just God. mean. This, this yeah, yes, is she real. is. You're right. But we yeah. all, you and I certainly had, I had. No, I, I never had a class where I felt that uh, I was uh, attempting to be steered towards a certain way of thinking. Cause that was uh, back when you were a Nixon yeah. ripping lefty. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, neither did thank me. you, Chris. <laughs> neither did <laughs> I <laughs> like Neil Young right. in the seventies <laughs> and early eighties. Neither did I. Yeah. Uh, if anything, as I say, the the movement came from without <laughs> the uh the the late 60s hippieism came from without it not did not, it did not come Boy, from I, in the classroom really i at bismarck junior college i had yeah, but you're I years after of, me now well but this was 1977 78 i was long out of school by then all right yeah maybe you're just old Christ no wait old. that's not what i meant you are <laughs> <laughs> All i got sorry joe <laughs> that was a cheap shot I mean, you know, the yeah. idea of a protest at St. Thomas was somebody lit a votive candle and played a Neil Young album. <laughs> you know, there wasn't. Oh, oh man, take a oh, look at my life. I'm a lot like you. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, this man. woman has been in the news before, by the way. Really? Yeah. Well, now I want to play it. Now I just want to sit and play old man. Yeah, uh, yeah she was uh, back in February or June, I'm sorry, of 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, Alpha News, uh, school St. Paul School District defense teacher who posts TikToks about gay fetishes and anarchy, and and it is this this teacher, seventh mm -hmm. grade uh, science teacher Mandy Jung, uh, mm -hmm. posts frequently on TikTok, gathered over one million likes. Many of her posts center around leftist ideology and non traditional sexualities. Mm -hmm. One video she tells her followers about a time she brought her relatively more conservative parents to a gay pride parade after which she had to explain leather daddies to her father. You'd have to explain it to me. <laughs> wow. Well, leather daddies, Joe, are gay men who oh. fetishize, fetishize, fet, fetishize leather clothing and sadistic sexual practices. I'll be oh. And then on and on and on the story. There's a lot on. going on out there. But Joe, you know what a and, bear is? And <laughs> yeah. They're in the woods and they're yep. hey, hey, yogi. Hey, yogi. <laughs> Well, here, John, uh, yes, I yes. don't care about her sexuality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't give a damn what she does or believes in or what have you. But what's happening in the country is it's being forced on the children. Yes, I understand. And again, the percentage of the population that are changing order is minute. It's it's infinitesimal. Right. But they control. They, they have they, more they control. The squeaky wheel. Get, let me ask a uh, a, a devil's advocate question. Mm -hmm. We want the parents to take more part in this fighting back. What if the parents say 50% of them are on the side of everything that's going on? And I don't know. I don't know if it's 50%. I have no, I don't idea. even, I don't I even think, think it's a devil's a... advocate question. I think you're probably, you're probably. Yeah. I think that's something. great. Yeah. 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 And so, of course, we don't get any kind of fight back, like the uh, mural, that kind of thing, uh, because the parents perhaps agree with what's on the mural. And, and same with uh, some of this other stuff you're just talking about with Mandy here. 
I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. The worst thing a teacher ever said to me was, does this smell like chloroform? Yep. <laughs> Jeez. I'm kidding. <laughs> I hope so. I don't get it. We'll explain it off the... Yeah, never mind. Yeah. We'll show you after the show. Was it a biology <laughs> class? <laughs> Science yeah. Class? Yep. Yeah. See yeah. what it was. Yeah. You, in the you back of a, I know what you mean. In the back of a fool. van in the yeah. parking Home lot. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, she's been in the uh, news earlier than this about the uh, the uh, survey you talked about. I wonder if that's how perhaps Fox News Maybe. got a hold of her because uh, about two weeks ago, it looks like uh, the Daily Mail wrote a story about her survey. So huh. I, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe that's how. I wonder how where she went to school. That's a good question. Mandy Jones. Mandy it's always Jung. the noisy, outrageous ones getting all the pub and the TV time. It's right. never like the gal that Rook knows uh, who's just trying to teach the kiddos. With the hair on her bun. Uh, mm-hmm. Just just trying hair, to teach the kiddos. Hair in a bun, not her bun. Right. Her bun. <laughs> it's got to be your bun. It's trying to do some good. They, they, they get no pub. Let's come back with Johnny Height. Okay. okay. Rook? Can I get a? Uh, I did get an email from somebody yeah. who said they read the passenger. Stop reading it now. Forget everything you've read, and uh, put it away. Get okay. rid of it. Okay, good. I'm going to read it now. Play some. Play some of that. Never mind your writing. Whatever you're doing. Play uh, a little. Oh man, man, take a look at my life. I'm a. You know yeah. the background of that. And song? then to turn. Yeah, we do know the background of that song. Do turn Joe's mic off. Let's see. That's a nice shot. Yeah. It's it. a really a easy song. song. It's, it's a, a easy song, yeah. song on bass, too, John. I the actually cool know that one. one. The cool part's that intro. This yeah. yeah. I need someone, someone to love me the whole day through. Look at my eyes. I can see Yeah, that part right there. That's the best part. Yeah, yeah. That's an F with an open E string, if you're wondering. Well, is that what the, it is? On the fifth oh. fret. Because a normal F would be. But you drop the E. Play. No. I mean, you got no chords, obviously. Okay. Those guys, Neil Young, Hunter Thompson, they got into owning big plots of real estate at the perfect time. They had a lot of extra cash and they just went out and bought big ranches, big properties, cool areas. And now they're all cost prohibitive. You can't do that anymore unless well, you're that a... that was written for what the foreman of the ranch he bought. Right. And uh, up in Big Sur. Yeah. If doesn't he also own a big estate in Hawaii? Don't know about that. That I don't know, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a big estate, but he owns Hawaii some property in Hawaii. Hawaiian house. <laughs> Isn't that what uh, that Hunter up. did with uh, the proceeds from Hell's Angels? He he bought, bought the uh, big place in Colorado. Owl, Owl Colorado. Yeah, Neil Young sold his oceanfront estate in Hawaii for oof twenty million dollars. Uh, I don't. Oh, in twenty fifteen, sold it for twenty million dollars. Hmm. Probably worth forty five now. Rookie, ready? Three acres. 
How many acres? Oh, that's it. Three acres, main style house dating to the 1920s, two two bedroom guest cottages, two greenhouses, and a swimming pool with a pool house. A pool house. What a neat place that must have been. Greenhouses. You know, he's growing the devil's lettuce. What did it sell for? 20 million. million. Wow. Okay, Rook, take it away. Go. (laughs) Take it away. Are we ready now? Okay. Rook, rolling. Now, I know you're not thinking right now about cleaning out your gutters, washing the house, getting the windows cleaned, but you should think about scheduling that for next year. And you can do that with Kahuna. Kahuna, they are the greatest. Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. They will get the job done. It's not that time of year. It's not the season for window cleaning. However, get on their schedule for the spring, and you will be sitting pretty. Roof washing, gutter cleaning, house washing, window cleaning. They are fantastic, and we have had GLers tell us that they did an excellent job. The squeegee squad does a wonderful job. And remember, it's safe. You don't want to climb up the ladder, and you know what? I'm uneasy. If I get up six to eight feet up, I don't want to do that. Let them do it for you. They specialize in safety. Their ladders are equipped with extra accessories that your typical ladders don't have, such as standoffs, soft rubber grip pads, leg levelers, and their team receives extensive training when they start and weekly safety training as a team. Bottom line, easier and safer to have them do your cleaning when the ladder is needed. Call them at 612-888-5248 or go to kahunawindowcleaning.com to book a cleaning. Mention that you're a GLer. They will waive the trip charge. 612-888-5248, Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. Have you guys ever seen uh, the Neil Young thing? Got me thinking about this on YouTube, Arkel. Architectural Digest has like 10, 15 minute videos with celebrities taking you through their houses. And they're all, they're all, they're all mansions, obviously. Most of them are in LA that I've seen. I I thought it sounded really stupid until started showing me some and they were, it was fascinating to see all the crap. Oh my God. I've just had a brilliant idea. We break Marjorie out, put her in a chair (laughs) and have her and Joe tour his house. (laughs) That would be fantastic. That would be I'd so pay for that. fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I That's remember, CJ Joel. You got nice one day. of those electric can openers. Yeah. I'll be dipped. I'll be dipped. <laughs> I'll be dipped. Oh, Lord. Well, did they tour Young's Ranch? Uh, no, they didn't. But uh, there's a bunch of music stars they do and actors and uh, business men you might know. Uh, it's, it's fascinating to watch. Like I said, I thought it'd be stupid, but it was, once we started, I, I'm like, Oh God, go to the next one. Come on, let's go. HGTV, Johnny? No, it's Ooh. on you. There's, they're made for YouTube. What they're do you just type like, into the search box? Architect, architectural digest. Celebrity on you, houses. On YouTube. Yeah. If I was inappropriately rich, I would still have a complete shit box for a house. Uh, but I would have. The most awesome shop, the coolest toys and tractors and four wheelers, and about a zillion acres of land. A zillion. But I land just land I have, is key. I've, I've never two of the cared. Coolest a, shops in the country. All I uh, all I need for a house is a roof and some oh. insulation, a thir- you know, a, a furnace. Yeah, that was nice. If Let's you, go here. If I'm, you put uh, Architectural Digest Tours into YouTube, yeah. it'll all give right. you a, a million of them that all you can right. go to. There's zero chance he's going to do that. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Are you going to do it? Couldn't care less about people's houses. <laughs> You're thinking about doing it. I might forget. <laughs> 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 all right. 
Let's go here. I'm rolling. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I'm almost ready. Nice. There's nothing more fun than making Christmas all about yourself. Get yourself a nice gift. Uh, And uh, that's why I'm talking about Moon Motorsports. They've got that motorcycle you've kind of been dreaming about. You know, your wife or your husband or your kids aren't going to buy it for you. Get, Get out there and get it yourself. At Moon Motorsports, you'll experience the best reasons for the season. Number one, end of the year, manufacture incentives at their best. Next year's models are arriving. Stock replenishment, all time high. In store selection, amazing right now. Uh, the financing, zero payments for 90 days right now at Moon. And uh, Moon also offering either free winter storage or free in state delivery for all bike purchases. You got to jam, though. Let's get it done. Stop into Moon Motorsports in Monticello. Just a short drive from the Twin Cities. Uh, You'll discover the most exciting power sports showroom in the region. You can also see it on the website, moonmotorsports.com. Listen, we're talking KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, Skidoo, and now Gas Gas. Have you ever seen a trials event? where these guys are out climbing boulders and trees and doing the most ridiculous, insane things at one or two miles per hour on motorcycles. I have not. Gas Gas specializes in trials, motorcycles. Check it out. That's the name of the company? Gas Gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a very famous and well-known motorcycle manufacturer. 11 brands in one shop, uh, south of 94, west of 25 in Monticello. And on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Gas Gas is also the nickname I've given Rookie after he eats Mexican food. <laughs> right, or chili. After John Heights News, I have words from a fellow in St. Paul who has attempted frequently to push back against the problems we enumerate. And he has been rebuffed every time. And you'll find his words interesting. Hmm. Okay. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Before we get to news, of course, we uh, must mention one sports note. Uh, Carlos Correa will not be coming back to the Minnesota Twins. Is he worth that amount of money? Not to me. Correa signed a 13-year, $350 million deal with the San Francisco Giants late last night. Uh, Correa was the most expensive free agent signing in Twins franchise history. He becomes the highest paid shortstop now in Major League Baseball history. He spent only one year, of course, with the Twins, earning $35.1 million. Uh, the Twins were engaged in talks with him about a long-term deal, and reports say the Twins offered him a 10-year deal in the $280 million range. Obviously, the Giants' uh, offer kind of Blew that off. How old is he? Away. 28. 28. Oh, 28, 38, and three. He'd be 41 at the end of this. That's correct. He won't even be playing shortstop at the end of this. My, uh, my uh, San Francisco Giant loving brother was very happy, though, and texted me at 1120 at night, which I, I don't think he's at. Really I don't need. think he's worth that money. Oh, I do, but not for 13 years. I mean, mm. you know, that's, that's how long a long ago time. was six hours? Six hours. <laughs> That would have been 657. 657. Very early in the morning. Let's check in with Steve Mikulski on Facebook. Let me be the first to congratulate the Polad family and the Minnesota Twins on their continued commitment to mediocrity. <laughs> your stadium will again be a place where your fans go and stretch out in their seats since it'll only be half full. Great job letting Korea go. And now I'm looking at his profile. It says, okay, he works at CK. Okay, good. University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. 
Um, he made it to Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, he was sitting, <laughs> sitting at our house. My mom and dad, it's after New Year's, like, time to go back to school? He said, uh, they asked me not to come back. <laughs> but he's got it listed here as is. Let me ask you. Uh, after that, was that a tweet or what That's was on that? Face, Facebook. 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 Did Bob like that uh, that posting? Was Bob, Bob is down not chimed that? in yet. Bob <laughs> is not chimed in. Yet. I'll have to check in on Bob. All right, here's John. Got it. Thank you, Joe. In news, the city of Minneapolis is overhauling the way it handles complaints against police officers. The city council voted seven to four last night to approve an ordinance establishing a community commission on police oversight. Two council members didn't vote: Andrew Johnson and Lisa Goodman. They left the meeting early. The new Community Commission on Police Oversight will have 15 members serving on review panels of five people, each comprised of three civilians and two sworn members of the Minneapolis Police Department. The commission will look into complaints filed against officers by members of the public. After reviewing those complaints, the members of the review panel will forward their findings and recommendations to the police chief. The chief gets the final say on whether an officer should be disciplined or not. City Council President Andrew Jenkins called the ordinance a good faith effort that can be adjusted if needed. Critics of the ordinance have said the council acted too hastily, should have gotten more community input before bringing it all to a vote. Star Tribune reporting the Minneapolis Public Schools yesterday approved a budget amendment to address rising transportation and food costs, certified the maximum property tax levy, Mm -hmm. voted to raise the district's debt service level, and approved a universal start time for the city's high schools for next fall. The meeting marked the final one for the current school board. Five new members will be sworn in next month. District finance leaders repeated their message. Minneapolis Public Schools is headed for a fiscal crisis. And without significant budget changes, the district is on track to run out of money in 2025, according to a five-year forecast first presented at a finance committee meeting last month. The projections not meant to prescribe solutions, district leaders said, and no recommendations were made at Tuesday's meeting. Uh, board members voted to increase the tax levy by 4.34% for 2023 and passed an amendment to address rising transportation and food costs. Declining enrollment and the end of federal free lunch waivers, which as part of the pandemic relief to districts, allowed schools to distribute free meals to students without verifying their family's income, has drained the district's food service fund, requiring a $5 million transfer (sighs) from the general fund to fill the gap, according to the budget amendment resolution. Did you say say demanding? Demanding. um, I thought you said demanding in that last sentence. If food prices are going up and Uh student enrollment is going down, wouldn't that be a wash? In other words, you're not buying more food. Is this a math question? You're buying less food. And depending on how much less food you're buying, why would you need more money if you're buying it for fewer students? Are you getting... Yeah. For your $10, are you getting less food? I think yeah. I have your answer. If you're so a single buy- mother with two children, <laughs> which is the toughest job in America as far as I'm concerned. That's right. And you're working hard to put food on your family. That's right. Mm-hmm. A burglar in a witch's costume made off with more than 300 grand worth of jewelry from a kiosk at the Mall of America during a Halloween heist, according to police. Piercing Pagoda on the west side of the mall was burglarized October 31st, Halloween, one day after its indefinite closing, and Bloomington police suspect it was an inside job. I was gonna say. Police were notified of the burglary three days later by a woman who reported that, quote, most of my cases are now completely empty. 
A 51-year-old man has been identified as the primary suspect, that according to a file, uh, charges filed. He has yet, or not charges, I'm sorry, a paper that was filed. The Star Tribune generally does not identify suspects before they're charged. According to the court filing, video surveillance footage revealed to police someone wearing a witch costume with a large hat had gone into the kiosk space with an empty large duffel bag on wheels and left with it full. The suspect then exited the mall, put the bag in a car, and drove off. Police received a list detailing 1,079 pieces of missing jewelry. Wow. Estimated value $316,813. Officers were alerted the man returned to the mall on December 7th in the same vehicle. man said he works at the kiosk, was aware of the burglary, but said he didn't have anything to do with it. However, police checked... <laughs> Police checked pawn shop records and saw that that same man had pawned five items that were stolen during the burglary. Police did search the man's car and seized marijuana and four baggies and a jar and vehicle paperwork in his name. It's expected he will be facing charges for all of that. Did you say $300,000? $316,813. And you know he made about 316 bucks at a pawn shop. You exactly. don't get anything for that crap. Yeah. I'm going to have to see if it's real. Where's Chumley? I cannot watch that show. I, I've never been able to handle that show. They they, yeah. they seem like... Well, Chumley got in trouble for child stuff, didn't he? I don't know. Something weird. They, yeah. they seem like they would be friends of Angel on Rockford Files. Kenny, what are we like? <laughs> aliens. Yeah. Aliens. That's what we watch. Uh, I like aliens. Yep. That's the aliens. I can't get enough of it. All of life's mysteries can be answered by one single word. Aliens. 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 Yep. An incoming state legislator is causing some controversy before he even is serving. During a meeting on Sunday conducted by the group Mask Off Minnesota, Republican legislator Walter Hudson compared medical professionals and others who recommend the COVID-19 vaccine to plantation owners who enslaved black people. Just to make sure he wasn't misunderstood, Hudson repeated what he said. He said, I want to be clear that I mean exactly what I said. It's not a gaffe. You are the equivalent to a plantation owner who enslaved black people and forced them to work for you. If you today, as a medical professional or just a member of the populace, demand that your neighbor take a vaccination to keep you safe. He yesterday was on WCCO radio with Chad Hartman, and he didn't back away from those comments, saying it's 100% what I believe absolutely to my core. When asked to expand on what he meant by his comments and whether GOP House leaders had talked to him about his comments, he texted, no one owns anyone else and therefore cannot dictate what they do with their body. Pretty simple. Hudson has drawn some other controversy in the past on his campaign website. He said a woman's right to abortion should be abished during his campaign. He well, he's called contradicting for... himself. He just Finish. contradicted himself. Finish. What, what were you about to say? Uh, during his campaign, he called for people who traveled to other states for abortions to be arrested for murder and companies that helped them to be charged with aiding and abetting in murder. There's no comment oh. from GOP House Minority Leader Lisa DeMuth for her no, but reaction he, he, on the he, comments. He contradicted himself. Yeah. When it comes to the mask, he said, you have no right to tell me what to do with my body, but if you go get an abortion, I'm going to arrest you. He's right. contradicting himself. Hmm. Plus the whole mask thing. You know what I call that, Such? That's hyperbole. Yep, or sometimes it's known as hyperbole. Hyperbole. He, he bet. Yes. And we're supposed to start wearing them again uh, just in time for Christmas. I guess we're supposed to wear the mask. Weird. We're supposed somebody, to mask up. Somebody predicted that on this show. We're, we're supposed like to mask you. up. I can't take more COVID 
arguing yeah, seriously. I know, and and it's, it's just going right. to start again. Uh, yesterday, uh, speaking of vaccines, Ron DeSantis said he plans to petition that state Supreme Court to convene a grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing with respect to COVID nineteen vaccines. The Republican governor, who's often mentioned as a possible presidential candidate, gave no specifics on what wrongdoing the panel would investigate, but suggested it would be in part aimed to jog loose more info from pharmaceutical companies about the vaccines. Once again, speaking of vaccines, a new study by the Commonwealth Fund, which is a health fund, says without vaccines, the U.S. would have seen four times more deaths from the pandemic virus, an additional three million lives lost as well as nearly four times the hospitalizations, one and a half times more infections, and an additional one and a half trillion dollars in medical bills since December of 2020. Okay, mm-hmm. no, no more. No more talk about the no, COVID-19 for Very for tedious. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, save that conversation for the dinner table at Christmas. And that list is growing, <laughs> isn't it, Joe? The, 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 the list. Uh, we've got abortion. Um, you threw weed on there a couple of weeks ago. And now, yeah, let's put the COVID thing you on there, weed. too. The Painted Turtle. Rook, are you familiar with the Painted Turtle? I'm not. Okay. Uh, They'll be serving up food from the concession stand to people visiting Lake Nokomis in 2023. That announced by the Minneapolis Park and Rec's board. The previous concessions operator was Sandcastle. They had decided not to renew their lease after 10 years of service at the location. The MPRB then requested proposals for a new concessions operator. The Painted Turtle was selected by the committee among 11 total proposals. I like turtles. The Painted Turtle's five-year lease starts on January 1st, 2023. The people running the Painted Turtle also created Unleashed Hounds and Hops, an indoor and outdoor dog park with a bar and restaurant in Minneapolis. I ain't eating at no place where they serve dogs. Huh? No, I, I don't think they serve dogs. But they might. The dog's sitting there bring, drooling bring them a beer? food. Bring them oh, a beer. I thought you meant like a As dog a leg. Yeah. yeah, throw something on the grill for no, me. No, no. Uh, the Come pain- here, Larry. I've got bad news for you, buddy boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're a little, you're a little too chubby. You should eat so much. You need that back leg for him, buddy. <laughs> the painted turtle says they will be partnering with Lala Ice Cream and Kramarchik's Sausage Company for some of their food offerings, okay. as well as local breweries. The concessions are expected to open in late spring or early summer. And that's at Nokomis, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. GM General. General Motors is recalling more than 825,000 SUVs and cars in the U.S. and Canada because the daytime running lights may not turn off when the headlights are on. The recall covers certain 2022 and 23 Cadillac Escalades, Chevrolet Silverados, uh, Chevrolet Suburbans and Tahoes, GMC Sierra 1500s, Yukons, also included Cadillac CT4s and CT5s from the 2020 to 2023 years. GM says in documents posted today by the U.S. safety regulators that daytime running lights that stay on with headlights can cause glare for other drivers, increasing the risk of so crash. I, I've noticed that uh, we're, we're really amping up the voltage with our headlights it's yeah. great that you can see an extra five feet, but I'm blind now because oh, you're one of those. Right. You're one of the people that flash me. Like it's my fault. No, like I don't I, flash. Like anybody, I but... went out and got a truck that you know that. Yeah, I need the truck with the brighter, brightest dims they make. I, I bet you did that, Kenny. I, yeah, I, I bet you did that. You I'm know, with actually, the my, Chris my on truck, this one. Sorry, my truck was manufactured for Canadian, the Canadian market. Really? You cannot turn the day daytime running lights off. 
the if trouble it's with the lights on your truck is drive. the lights are too high up. That's why they blind people that's like not Chris. A, that's not a trouble. That's not my problem. Yeah. It's Chris's problem. In New Zealand yesterday, get this, passed into law a unique plan to phase out tobacco smoking by imposing a lifetime ban on young people buying cigarettes. The law states that tobacco can't ever be sold to anybody born on or after June is 1st, legal to in New Zealand. 2009. Is dope legal in New Zealand? That Let's look at it up. It means the minimum age for buying cigarettes will keep going up and up. In theory, somebody trying to buy a pack of cigarettes 50 years from now would need ID to show that they were at least 63 years old. Hmm. Health officials, though, hope smoking will fade away well before them. They've stated a goal of making New Zealand smoke-free by 2025. Zero the, tolerance. New England or New Zealand uh, legalized medical cannabis in 2018, but I recreational see. cannabis is still illegal following the narrow defeat of a referendum why, in late 2020. Why do you insist on continuing with this nonsense that dope, <laughs> as you call it, dope. is only consumed by smoking? How many times do I have to tell you that people are taking it in alternate forms much more than they are smoking the next how many times do i have to tell you that when is it gonna when is it gonna sink 17 times the entry below that is is weed legal in you got weed you got weed (laughs) you got weed uh this law by the way does not affect vaping which has already become more popular than smoking and extremely more harmful isn't it vaping Uh, is horrible for your body I think you, you can get away with it in public, though, can't you? Because it don't smell like weed. Not in Russia. Yeah, what else do you well, got? The, the, there's there's no, uh, well, never mind. Never what mind. What do you got? Uh, Are we uh, already uh, yay uh, or nay? Uh, yeah. uh, um, let's see. Uh, hate crimes in Los Angeles. Nope. Uh, North Dakota, you can't uh, have TikTok on your phone if you work for the government. Okay. Uh, you know, and one, speaking of TikTok, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll leave it be. Sorry. Joe's not in the mood today. Well, the TikTok is for seventh grade science teachers who are uh, not terribly bright. But if anyone that you know uses TikTok, you better advise them not to. It's a, like, I've, Bob. I've tried. I got the Every, little girl uh, all around me doing dances on you it. You know, well, the FBI is telling people not to use this They're app. spying on you. You know, exactly. Every musician in the world uses TikTok because they yeah. use it to promote their, yeah. their stuff. That's Good one of the reasons... Home. As Joe always says, tell Dylan not to stop. He doesn't want to promote his stuff on TikTok. Good which for him. I support that decision. Well, but, but he's on TikTok. He loves TikTok. So well, you go down the rabbit hole pretty quick. <laughs> what I like is people that say, I got nothing to hide. Okay. John, thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We are. Wow. Bye now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want it. You're going to. What if gonna... I want to put my will on TikTok? Well, I don't care if you do or not, but I'm going to tell you, you could, you could put it on the. Uh, you could hang it up on a magnet. You could hang it on. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Take your will put up there, cowboy. Beautiful. Trying to set me up for the wrong deal. Yeah, here. I got the uh, wrong uh, list in front of me. Gator magnetics are available on the Home Depot website. I'm telling you, they're at over a thousand stores nationwide this week. Here's what you do. Go to, go to GatorMagnetics.com, <laughs> click on the Home Depot icon, and give them your zip code, and they'll tell you the nearest Home Depot where you can go and see and use and fondle and touch and marvel about Gator Magnetics, right? the greatest storage invention ever made that gets everything off the floor. These magnets cling to any steel surface. 
Uh, and plus, they're inventing a new steel plate that you can put up in your garage and then put the hooks on that. And then you're hanging up the tools, the shovels, the rakes, the sports bags, you name it. And now America's one of America's largest retailers retailers is carrying this great product that was introduced in Garage Logic and invented by garage logicians. Movable hooks with a patented magnetic technology. They hold up to 25 pounds each. You got to flip a lever to get the magnet off the surface you, you affix it to. And then you move it around and constantly adjust your storage. Good in the basement. Good go anywhere in the house. Anywhere. Put one on the icebox. There you go. That's All what right. mine is. That's right. And as I say, now in over a thousand Home Depot stores throughout the U.S., uh, go to GatorMagnetics.com, find the uh, Home Depot icon, enter your zip code. It'll tell you which Home Depot is closest to you and carrying Gator Magnetics. Really a great invention. GatorMagnetics.com. He says, "Yeah, I hey, screwed uh, that one up. I've got a, a, a great fun. idea. I've got a wonderful idea for the show. Yeah, let's continue to cut each other off when uh, one person starts a, starts talking. Just let, let's go ahead and keep cutting each other off and not listening to each other because that really makes doing the show a lot of fun. What, what's the most recent? Chris, Joe, re, um, rookie." I Jesus H. Christ. What? What's your most recent example? Just open your goddamn ears and let somebody finish. Yeah. I will say this. Did John not finish? When all five of us are on the show. It's a cluster. Being remote, it, it does make it a bit problematic. Well, I, just I, acknowledge that we exist. You, no, you, you start, you start, you try to start giving you a thought or something to run with, and you just, you know, start talking and cut them off. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, it, it happens way too much. Well, let's work on that. Now, I had something cheerful, too. What was it? I, I, had, I have an email. went into a rage there and got my good stuff. I have an oh. email. Oh, go ahead. Well, cut him off. No, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Reavers. You got the, fuck, you got the floor. <laughs> careful. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kenny. I, I don't remember because you cut me off. Uh, email from Chuck, subject line, The Failed Academy. When you, when are you boys going to come to grips with the fact that The Failed Academy was born in Minneapolis? I with threw the that, George I Floyd threw that email away because he's so wrong. I'd like to finish, Joe. It's disgusting. <laughs> that The Failed Academy was born in Minneapolis with the George Floyd suicide by cop and spread to city to city in America. The healing of Minneapolis won't begin until you do. How do you reason with people? That was you not know, suicide. That was not suicide by cop. Here's what I got that's fun and cheerful. Okay. Um, and jo yeah. Joe, we, we talk about this a lot. Like, uh, we'll say something. Uh, our grandpa actually probably knew people that were in the Civil War. Oh, hell this yes. Is, this is from Super 70 Sports um, 41 minutes ago. John Tyler, America's 10th president, born in 1790, has a living grandson. Wow. Not grandson. <sighs> grandson. And a bunch of people did the uh, did, did the legwork. It's true. Well, the kid would be 200 years old. In 91, if I remember right. I remember this from a while ago. I believe that's correct. But didn't he, was he dying or something? I thought that's why it was a story. And then, um, was it Harriet Tubman? Was, oh, when Harriet Tubman was born, Thomas Jefferson was alive. When Harriet Tubman died... Ronald Reagan was alive. 
Huh. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that Tyler, my cheer, that's my cheerful item. Tyler's grandson died in 2020. Okay. The only reason I remember that is because all of that they said when he died. <laughs> I had a zinger. Um, I responded, Stephen, he looks like he's 120. Mm-hmm. No, I guess it wasn't that fun. <laughs> when we when we come back, we got to do the auction. Let's let's oh. pump it up. Oh, hey, I, let's I, go. I, I lied. No, we have the auction. That, that was a different grandson, Kenny. You're right. There's still one alive. How about that? Wow. Okay, let's go. Um, and we're we're also not supposed to mention that we will be bidding on the items, Ken. <laughs> I've I've been informed. I know. <laughs> so if I say the sun rose in the west this morning. I should go back on and correct myself and say, um, GLers, I, I apologize. Yeah. The sun de- definitely rose in the east this morning. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. All right. Okay. There's, All right. Uh, that's good. There's an element of showbiz that gets lost, I think. Yeah. yeah. Good. You, really? you think? You think? Jeez. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, is, that, that made my whole day. Good. I'm happy now. Good. Good. I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm waiting. Well. I'm not ready yet. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Joe, are you ready? Yep. All right. My saying that, by the way, got that package sold on Friday, right. the day I said it. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. GLers, the sun will rise in the West today. <laughs> what? Bid, we try to make it better. Podcast auction is still going strong one day, by the way. It, it ends tomorrow, December 15th. <laughs> And it's the chance for you to bid on items of clients associated with the Garage Logic podcast and other clients. Uh, and it's pretty cool. We have a lot of uh, items up, including a number of Fratelloni's hardware and garden store gift cards. Um, I could really use those. But someone actually asked Mike. Oh, wait a minute. I can't use them. So he has a number of them on there. He has a couple for $250, $100, and $500. And someone asked, well, are they still worth that amount, even though if I get it for less, uh, yeah, it's a it's a that's gift card. That's what you're bidding on. That's that's how a gift right. card works. Right. Yes, Kenny. GLers will be happy to know. You, you know, I've got a reputation as having the deepest pockets in the state. Uh, they will be happy to know that they will not have to com- uh, com- compete with me in the bidding for the Minnesota horse and hunt items. Good. There's a sporting clays and dinner for four, All and right. sporting clays and Sunday brunch for four and don't worry i will not be bidding on that sounds stuff. like something you should wear a blazer to the brunch okay yeah uh Air mechanical with- has a water heater and a furnace available at the auction kenny what pa- were you gonna patch- say patches on the elbow sure. for that coat joe <laughs> yeah <laughs> rf molar four thousand dollar gift certificate is available and it's wow. going right now for way under value i wish i could uh, Rise and Shine Garage Doors, a $1,000 gift certificate towards new garage door installation. I'm telling you right now. Nothing better than having them come out and silence your garage door. I'm not allowed to bid, but I'm going to have to find someone to bid on this for me. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> well, I'm not it can't, it can't be me. No, it can't be any of you guys. <laughs> it certainly won't be me. Well, it'll be height. <laughs> escape with us vacations. There's a great golf vacation on here. There's a number of things. So here's what you do. Go to garagelogic.com. Where a golf vacation at? It's in the 
it's somewhere warm. Okay. It's not here. All I right. can tell you that. Warm. Uh, enter the keyword auction. Just hit the little magnifying glass. Enter auction, and it'll pull you right to the page. It's that easy. So just go on there. And this does end tomorrow. So you only have, a what, 24 hours, something like that left? So there you go. Garage Logic. Enter the keyword auction at the website. I was copied on an email that a guy named Bill Hosko sent to uh, the editors of the Minneapolis Star Tribune, NPR, Fox 9 News, uh, uh, a variety of, of places. Uh, Hosko ran for mayor of St. Paul. He's a bit of a gadfly, meaning that uh, he pays a lot of attention, and we should be thankful for that. He walked damn near the entire city during his campaign. He, he lost handily to uh, Melvin Carter. And he had great thoughts, and he's a pushbacker. And his current email is, uh, please forgive me. Or, oh, I'm sorry. Another day in St. Paul, courtesy of our elected officials. St. Paul Mayor Carter, City Council, Commissioner Ortega, Senator Pappas, and others. All of you have heard about the uh, two dead after shooting at a downtown St. Paul light rail transit station. All of you are culpable. Yes, I will dare say this because it is true. Uh, he's talking about uh, on Monday, two people shot dead at the central station at 5th and Cedar in St. Paul, light rail station. As we also know for years, every one of you, to a lesser degree, newer council members, has known how to stop this, including you, paper editors and TV media. Every one of you get off your asses, swallow your pride, and start the process to honestly educate the public about the root cause of crime on board and surrounding light rail in St. Paul. Honor system payment for riding light rail. More security will never make these trains safe nor restore the massive drop in use in public trust. It is time to get bids post-haste and start retrofitting each and every one of the light rail station platforms in St. Paul with fences and gates to control access to these platforms. Starting with the highest crime platforms in this city, Central, Union Depot, 10th Street, Rice Street. Do the others over five years if need be. It is also time to acknowledge once and for all all the fraud, which is in fact perpetuated upon the public by Commissioner Ortega, and his plans for the Riverview Corridor modern streetcar on West 7th Street. It is, in fact, another honor system light rail line being planned that could only cause further safety and security harm to St. Paul and its citizens. I understand, Council Members Bren Moan and Prince, you are not seeking re-election. Good. You've done enough damage here and across the city already. Council Member Nelker, as you wait in the wings to replace feckless Mayor Carter, who was only here still because President Biden would not hire him to his credit, no matter what side of the aisle people are on, you should resign as well. Being this mess and so many others have only grown under your watch and nurture. Same goes with you, Senator Pappas and Commissioner Ortega, smug in your re-elections last month. And further, thanks be that you, Commissioners Carter and McDonough, will be leaving soon for reasons mentioned above uh can there be another city so beleaguered with willful incompetence at so many political levels no and it is all largely because the local print editors and tv media program directors have indeed protected you often slyly for a variety of reasons and at different levels 
Well, I take exception to that. I've been ripping this city for 30 years. <laughs> you were ahead of the curve. All of you have the power to largely stop another person from being robbed, beaten, stabbed, or shot, or murdered on light rail. Its platforms are within the stair tower, which I warned years ago as well. More on this tomorrow. Would become a crime magnet that we have honor system light rail. But you now actually uh, will, and at last, do it. As always, I remain available to help you. Uh, and to help this city sincerely, Bill Hosko, perennial candidate per our propagandist Fred Malo at the Pioneer Press, who has called Hosko a perennial candidate, and Hosko took umbrage with that. Uh, Hosko is an art, he owns uh, some art uh, galleries in St. Paul. Uh, he is committed to the uh, well being of St. Paul, but you can see by the tone of his email where he has earned his reputation as a gadfly, that personally doesn't bother me. There aren't enough people like Hosco giving people grief, and it didn't get him anywhere. Light rail passenger security events per billion passenger miles, 2014 to 2021. The Twin Cities leads the list with 608 security events beating Houston, San Jose, Dallas, L.A., Portland, Buffalo, all the way down the list. Uh, wow. So, so by security events, you mean they have getting shot. Wow. And uh, wow. Wow. The majority of those who voted in and this is an older email, but it's Jermaine. Uh, the majority of those who voted in yesterday's Ramsey County Board District 5 election. I'm sorry. He was running for I'm sorry. Hosco was not running for mayor this time. He was running for District 5 Ramsey County Commission. And there he walked the entire District 5. I encountered him many times on, when I was out for a walk. Uh, the majority of those who voted in yesterday's Ramsey County Board District 5 election have chosen to stay on the path where we've been. It is not the one I or many others wanted, but this is where we will stay. The specter of crime and antisocial behavior will continue here, particularly within St. Paul. It has been normalized. Leadership protects and makes excuses for perpetrators over victims. They do not foster personal responsibility, but instead foster victimhood, dependency, and grievance. They are not the Democratic Party I once knew, but are socialist-minded instead. I could see this coming many years ago and is why I became nonpartisan many years ago. Being intellectually weak, they love the power they have to spend large sums of taxpayer money in ways they never would have if it were their own. Uh, and it goes on to uh, uh, the re with regards to the riots in May 2020, they stood silently by and allowed hundreds of businesses to be attacked for two nights. With regards to COVID, they punished small businesses while allowing big businesses to make record profits. So many thousands have been negatively impacted by their incompetence and so many seriously. We have no strong civic or media leadership left here that will call, that will call it out. So they become career politicians rewarding themselves with ever more money while concerned for the poor and the need to create a just community. In the end, that is all it is with them, building dependency, financially rewarding themselves and those they surround themselves with, and working to create a utopian city and county that are not financially viable. And the people who stay here will be required to give ever more of their money to keep it going. The comfort of the rich depends upon an abundant supply of the poor. Voltaire. Yes, we will have some successes, but the overall path here will remain downward with regards to our safety, school system, economy, and regional place of importance. 
You are expected to applaud their accomplishments and ignore their repeated, predictable, massively costly failings, and more are coming. And you are expected to shun those that don't fall in line. BillHosco.org will remain up for you to see what I had proposed during the campaign and what I may have to say in the coming months. Perhaps the 28-year incumbent now making hundred grand annually for a part-time job who refused to debate me and defend his record publicly and others in leadership positions will approach me and allow me to help them reverse our course, perhaps. Each day I look forward to living, each day is a gift. I am 60 now and I'm filled with gratitude for the life I've been able to live. Thank you. Cheers, Bill Costco. And he copied the Ramsey County Board, the St. Paul Mayor, the City Council, and print and television media. He pushed back. He gave it his best. And the machine just ate him up. He didn't yeah. get any votes yeah. at all. Yeah. And they ignored that uh, that email. So didn't you just basically answer Tom's email from the beginning of the show? <sighs> Pretty, pretty much, much so pretty much mm-hmm. pretty much it's just a it's just a shame uh, uh i can save these i can save that and i can tell you that they come all the way from umpumalanga south africa marlith park from the traveling limans visit them at worldwidewaftage.com we only have one note today is it from fairball uh, we'll find out. Okay. On this day, December 14th, in 1798, Ooh, long time ago, Alexis Bailey was born in St. Paul. I'm sorry. Alexis Bailey was born in St. Joseph, Canada. He would precede Henry H. Sibley as an agent for the American Fur Company in Mendota, one of the most influential forces in the fur trade in Minnesota. Bailey was also one of the first settler colonists to grow wheat in Minnesota and a member of the territorial legislature. He died in 1861. Hmm. Hmm. That's it. This state did nothing on December 14th. <laughs> December 14th pretty boring. Huh? Yeah. This state did nothing. <laughs> Underachievers. Yeah, no, no marketing skills no whatsoever. Ambition. No ambition. That's 200 and, boy, 24 years we haven't done anything, right? That's right. Uh, maybe, Laura, maybe my math was bad there, but you know what I mean. Hey, don't forget Stephen C. Anderson's Cathedral concert this Thursday. It's just going to be fantastic. Did you seriously say that there you don't require a ticket for this? No, you have to go to Eventbrite. You just don't have to pay. Oh, that's what you said. Yeah, Somebody had a, emailed me and asked if that was at true. the Cathedral, 7.30 okay. p.m., a larger show this year with singers and other instrumentalists. And he'll be joining us on December 23rd right here in studio. And John Height will be in. Here oh, really? With a, okay. With a guitar and an amp. And we'll be doing good. some jamming. I told you he'd forget. I yeah. Good, well, good, good to know. Been told this. Well, no, I've been told the last time it was uh, maybe the 23rd. Oh, no, it's That's, happening. Okay. It's happening. I'll, I'll be there. It's happening. But uh, Stephen C. is back for his sixth Christmas at the cathedral this Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Go to Eventbrite and secure a uh, pasteboard. Well, John, maybe Kenny can pick you up on the way to the studio on Friday. Like, you know, if I'm tempted, Chris, seriously, I am. Oh, to do what? To be in studio with you guys. You're That's supposed to be the 23rd. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can make that. All right. But I'm tempted. <laughs> well, good idea. Anyway, well, it lasted in spirit. I, I did get a note from Stephen C. Actually, who said, "If we do it, would you like to get together and rehearse a little?" I said, yeah. "Sure, I would love yeah. to. That'd yeah. be great." 
So I'll leave maybe, that up to you too. We might even know what we're doing there, or I might know what I'm doing. We'll see. I, I have one request. Play. Yeah. Uh, I want you to play "Young Man" or "Old Man" or whatever that Neil Young song is. It's I, a, I think it's uh, a old Christmas, Chris, Christmas songs, right? Aren't they're we? Christmas songs, Kenny. Yeah, make it about Christmas. Throw a Noel in. Yeah, old play man, some bells in the background. Look at my tree. You look like Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, GLers. Couple oh, back. couple Push of back, announcements. Uh, GLers, sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council in the month of December and receive a free winter hat with your town council purchase while supplies last. All town council members receive exclusive behind-the-scenes access to 24/7 Garage Logic Stream window cleaning member card, invite to exclusive events, and an official certificate signed by the mayor himself. And you can give the gift that what now? Give the gift of Garage Logic. Yeah, that's right. Gift giving has never been easier. Give the gift of GL this holiday season with a yearly membership to the Garage Logic Town Council. Send a code to the gift receipt recipient. Sorry, Ross. <laughs> Instantly or receive a code at checkout for personalized gift giving. More at garagelogic.com. Click on the town council membership yeah. banner. And the Garage Logic <laughs> shop is having its biggest sale in years with t shirts priced as low as $5. Really Sweatshirts good. as low as $11. That's because somebody forgot to read it this are week. Are we allowed to bid on that? Yes, we are. And so much <laughs> more available at deep discounts. Check out all the sale uh, items and prices right now at garagelogic.com. <laughs> That's garagelogic.com. Dot um, you didn't get the memo, uh, Chris, but uh, Ross's new name is muted, muted. Um, <laughs> both uh, on Twitter and his microphone. Oh, and speaking of muted and his microphone, we did the very last Krabby Coffee Shop ever today uh, because we came up with an idea so good that it's going to turn the three of us into millionaires. Yeah. So yep. enjoy the very last Krabby Coffee Shop today. Fantastic. On uh, what is that? Pod M N. Yes, it is. It's a device you should be downloading to your smartphone. We have the chance to win prizes, and don't forget to subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel, where we are posting daily content for your amusement. Is this the nicotine toothpick? Oh God, no! This no. is brilliant. Oh, I'm not giving it away. You're just going to have to listen and enjoy. You will you will enjoy our brilliance. You'll marvel. You like this show today, too. That's two in a row you've liked. I don't think I said I liked the show today, did I? <laughs> Isn't that where really the million-dollar idea came up? It was today. You, you guys really made me mad today. Yeah. How do you think could, I feel? We could tell. <laughs> every time I'm interrupted. Yeah, every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's start calling each other on it. I wish, yeah, no, uh-uh, yes, no, take just and yell. go. Can I just or yell, no. hey, shut up, or something like that? Is that all right? I, I almost did. Hey, shut up. John, I, I, send me stories. I don't care. Oh, thank you. I don't care if I get interrupted, so... <laughs> Well, it's although, kind of our although I don't interrupting your news. Exactly. I said to his yeah. wife, shut up and cook me dinner. She was incapable of doing both. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I think that's from Scott from Inver Grove. Yeah. Are you bringing up the the Center for the American lawsuit? <laughs> really I, uh, They're I getting sued. I accidentally I kind uh, of ignored it too. The, the roommate had to work till nine, and I was long and you know in bed by the time she got home. I got up at eleven, eleven thirty, and wandered into the kitchen and said, "How are the roads?" 
about 20 minutes later, I was going back to bed. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way it works. I got a mile by mile description of the yep. entire drive. Well, how far is your commute? Uh, hers, uh, about 20 miles. That's not bad. Yeah, Except up there, it's just you might as well be in the sixth ring of hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no lights, nothing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, are we going to be able to do Christmas songs that day? I mean, nobody's going to complain, are they? Well, we're not playing anybody else. You're playing them. Yeah, oh, as long as we're oh, doing oh. cover songs. Yeah, I think that's we can oh, be a little bit it. loose we're with doing with that on that day. I think we're, we'll be all right. God, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Why did Ellen's DJ kill himself? I don't know. He was very, very liked, though. He was a beloved. Uh, well, I, the musician. few times I saw the show, he was pretty much very happy. Yeah. <laughs> or he seemed very happy. People are very uh, upset about that. Maybe Ellen drove him nuts. She's not a very nice person. But she's. it's okay that you can be a mean-spirited asshole if you're a member of the left. And you're a le- uh, and you're yeah you're uh you check the box a political class now wait you mean those like those pleasant human beings like Ted Nugent oh I'm sorry <laughs> well Ted's not wrong John but he's also mean spirited asshole oh, yeah, you're gonna is. throw it around uh, I hung out with him he was really and, nice. and actually he is wrong about a lot of stuff Chris <laughs> yeah, I don't think so I think yeah. you're absolutely right just shoot anything that bothers you yeah. He was right about the California wildfires. California wildfires. I I have no idea what that's even about. So I'm still waiting for some. discussed it at length on this show a couple I'm, times. I'm still waiting for some good reporting on these Idaho murders. What the hell is going on? Now, did you see the thing about the people in the background video yes. now that they're saying? Yes. What the yeah. hell is that all about? How did like Fred a bunch of people walking home? Hey, uh, John, how did they shoot this scene where Fred Astaire was dancing on the ceiling and the wall and now the floor? I have read about that, but I don't recall to be truthful. I, I was don't the know. room turning? I don't remember. That's what we call trick photography. See, Kenny, it was a is. movie set. You can, you can make the walls move while he stays dancing on the floor. That was pretty cool, Joe. I, I mean, it was really neat. He went from the ceiling neat. to the wall to the floor. To the window? Oh, to the sorry. wall. <laughs> Till the S runs down my... No, it's not S, is it? No, it's, it's, it's not uh, S. Something sweat. much more... Yeah. Oh, yeah, sweat. <laughs> and then he was... Does... Skeet, skeet, to skeet. To the window. Skeet shooting, yeah. Yeah. Pull, pull. Isn't that what he meant? I think so. <laughs> Oh, darn it. I forgot to send it to you, but there's a clip, a comedian talking about the baby it's cold outside controversy from a couple of years ago that somebody sent me mm-hmm. and basically did a side-by-side of the lyrics to that song, unedited the lyrics to that song, and then the edit edits to WAP. So basically the same thing you did on the show a couple of years ago it was pretty good. I don't remember the comedian's name. You ready? I think it was Mike. Who was that Connelly. old receptionist we used to have that worked up front? Sharon. Young gal. Sharon? Um, Sharon? No, not young gal. No, in, in radio, a young gal. And then she ended up working in accounting. Leslie? Yeah, Leslie. The first day I used uh, the strip is jam from the window to the wall. 
she came in there in tears, thought that was the funniest and <laughs> dirtiest thing she had ever heard. Oh this God. old guy referencing Lil John <laughs> in a traffic report. Leslie was awesome. I liked yeah, her. She was yeah, cool. She was. Where'd she go? She got a job at a nonprofit, I believe. She was a sweetheart, though. She And that poor girl had to deal with Patrick. I got a new one. I'm going to play on the boys, but I'm going to, I'm going to workshop it in around the office yeah. first. <laughs> hey, Leslie, what do you think? Carl's crazy. I'm going to sign a contract with the Giants. And then he tries some shitty line. I'm like, Pat, she doesn't get any of this. She's just nice. So she's pre uh, pretending to pay attention to you. She's <laughs> way too nice for the radio business. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Christmas lights have shown up in Milwaukee and Bozeman. Milwaukee. Do you remember Jolene? No. She ended up quitting, moving to L.A. and becoming oh, a stand-up yeah. comedian. One day Jolene. after lunch, I walked by and I said, oh, how was your lunch? She goes, oh, I just sat in my car and cried. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. That must have been before my Oh, time. she was great. Yeah, it was before you. Further exploration, not farther. Further Explore. exploration. Explorer. Yep. Of the Brooklyn Center High School mural. Whoops. Whoops. Okay. Damn it. I got a squiggly line. Okay. Uh... The problem with the failed academy is George Floyd. Is too many. What's the word I want? Is too many T O administrators. T O O many. There's too many administrators. Admin administrators. John Height News. Damn it. Are all these words spelled correctly or do I have yeah. to read it? No, I've got the fat two, fingers today. Two M's in damn it, Chris. Uh, all right, and you got height in there. I do, Oops. and uh, okay. Uh, Architectural Digest home tours. You gotta say it into the microphone. Architectural Digest home tours. No, the one at home. Oh, <laughs> well, no, they don't. They're not on TV. Oh yeah, that's no, right. they're, they're on, on YouTube. They're on YouTube. YouTube. Oh, here, I'll look right Today now, is Wednesday. For fun. Just for John, fun. don't forget to send me news stories. I'm doing it right now. Almost, almost done. What does that mean when you ask him to send you that? Because I got to put show links on the uh, on the website. So you have to do. I'm oh, sorry, John. Well, that's all right. It just I was just going to say like three stories I used. I send them. Do podcasts have to do a public file, Chris? I don't nah. think so, because we're not <laughs> FCC regulated. John, I bet you missed that, don't you? I, I was going to say, if we do, Chris, you're doing it. I'm not. <laughs> God, you hated doing the public. Uh, file. Oh, well, it was, I couldn't, yeah, you know. I wonder if the history, people and... in the history of our public file, if anybody ever asked to look at it. What if it's called so. uh, Architectural Digest Open Door? Uh, it might be. <laughs> That's how mine and John's relationship blossomed, Kenny, was over the public file. Yeah, I wanted to kill you about every three months. He would say, hey, uh, dipshit, 
um, how come you put these in the wrong order? Because I would list it going backwards. backwards. Yeah, starting with the latest date. I said, I, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, open door. That's it. Well, maybe not. I had the most well, What kind of fool would allow this to happen? <laughs> well, there's a lot of them that do it. Trust me. There's a, uh, We saw about, I didn't watch them all, but there was 60 or 70. There's athletes, actors, uh, singers. Well, it plays into people's ego is what this does. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm not seeing anyone yet that I'd be interested in their house. Well, no S, but we're... There's a million people that do. Who's the band playing at the Armory right now, John? I was going to make an, a link. The I don't 1975. Know. So I was watching oh, Fox yeah. 9 this morning. One of Dill's favorites. There yeah. were 100 people camped out for a freaking wristband for the chance to yeah. buy a ticket to this show. Yeah. Yeah. They're huge. They're huge. Well, why are they playing the Armory? I wonder well, if that's a Gene show. If so. I don't know. If so, I'm happy and glad for Gene because that is brilliant marketing. Yeah, Sarah. and then getting it on TV. Including, is they're really good too, actually. Including a gal, Kenny, who drove from New York in a snowstorm. It got it had to stop in Chicago. Got back in her car, got here, but she missed last night's show by thirty minutes. I believe that I think they're and doing a real small on, tour. I think. Yeah, Leah Leah Bino interviewed her this morning. She was on TV. Yeah. yeah, that's just the absolutely the best marketing a band and a promoter can have. God bless you, Leah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Travis Barker's a very strange open door. That was follows me. It's weird as hell. Leah's cool. I talked to her for a little bit at the fair this year. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah, she does follow me. Damn it. I think Seth I might have been, been with you when we talked to her. You might have been, actually. Because I think it was the same day you embarrassed yourself in front of that trooper. I never embarrassed myself in front of them. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I love those guys. Remember that time that you saw like a guy <laughs> hit the freeway? Big Sean was a good one. I know you're a big rap fan, Joe. Big Sean was a good open door. I, I don't see Fleas. anybody that Fleas I'm Fleas was a good one. Fleas I just one. retweeted Fleas. Leah. What's she he live in, a garbage can? No, no, no. An $8 million hilltop compound. Isn't oh. he a giant douche? I don't know. I don't know. I thought you guys told me that. I never told. I try not to say celebrities or anything because I don't know them. And I think anytime you, if something gets magnified when you're a celebrity, then, you know, what I don't think it, it really gives Kenny, you a was true was you talking to me about the Red Hot Chili Peppers? He's um, Australian. Probably not. Oh, I don't. I've seen him live a few times. I only saw him once, and I, I went, eh. Okay. Liv Tyler. Uh, trying to look at Cheryl Crow. Um, Talk about egomaniacs. What? Did see, see this is exactly the case I'm talking about. I met her. She was great. She couldn't have been nicer. And I will say other people that the, the only interaction I ever had with her, she could not possibly have been a bigger B-word. See, now imagine on a day that you have a bad day and you meet some clown from some, you know, Sure. Hick radio station. Yeah. <laughs> and you and then, you know, for the rest of your life that person Who's Scott Disick? I don't Isn't know. He a, uh, got a car collection. He's um uh, um who is he hooked up with? Isn't he with a reality person? John, that was back too when she was dating Billy Bob. Got it. So that was twenty. Who are we talking? Uh, Angela Cheryl, Cheryl Crow. 
She was Cheryl dating. Crow dated yeah. Billy Bob yeah, Thornton. He stood behind me at that. We we did that concert in the park when I was working at Cities, and she was the headliner, and he stood right behind me and BT in the uh in the VIP section. And he was cool. He was just there chilling. Yeah, he's got a rep for being really cool, actually. Yeah, he was uh just just hanging out listening to tunes like the rest of us. Cheryl seems like she'd be really cool. Well, well she, she was to me, but not to Chris, apparently. But well, I'm just, I was I mean, just a peon lackey. That's probably right. why she was. Well, so right. was I. You, have a, you have a tendency to go all fanboy on people, and not, that's very uncomfortable. That was Cheryl Crow. The, uh, give a damn about it. I put uh, your picture away. Remember that song? Cheryl, Cheryl Crow, Jesus. Really? Seriously? She did that song. I put her in the top 10 songwriters in the last 30 years, Chris. Easily. I like some of her stuff. Easily. No, no. Listen, you're not even listening to me. What? You're not. The song Chris just was, sounded like somebody's wife. <laughs> you're not even listening well, to me. Well, you guys aren't. But the song that. <laughs> Are my that, fries done yet? That was massive <laughs> at that time was that song she did with Chris Rock. And then she broke up with Billy Bob. And no, you, mean, you, mean, Flea, you mean. You mean. Flea's place. You mean Kid Rock, not Chris Rock. Jesus, yes, that's what I meant. Oh my god, I hate all of you. I really wait. Who dated Kid Rock? Nobody. Well, no, somebody did, but no, she didn't. She never dated. No way did Cheryl. She did a song with Kid Rock. She never dated dated Kid Rock. No way. She dated Eric Clapton. She dated uh, Ooh, that's a mismatch. Well, that's what you know. The song, my favorite mistake. It's about her dating Eric Clapton. I didn't know that she wrote that after dating Clapton. Huh. Although they're huh. great friends, apparently. Yeah, you're not going to touch me with that thing, are you, old man? Look <laughs> at my life. I'm a lot like you. Well, there's a, <laughs> there's 15 articles here, John, that says that they did. So I don't know what you're talking about. All right, I'll look. And Kid Rock dating. She put your picture away. They both denied it, but they're they yeah. I I never heard that they had a, a romance. So yeah, I don't see they that did guy. a song. Yeah, I don't either. But you know, God, he's just gross. You think? And he's got a heck of a roster. What's his guitar player's name, John? Kenny Olson, and he's you. pretty good actually too. For a long time, that was what the only I could stand to when I heard one of his songs was the guitar. He had a hit for a while that I didn't hate. Something about the summertime. Oh, it, it used the uh, Warren Zevon song. Something about smoking and drinking right? and driving yeah. the boat. And it used Alabama. It used Sweet Home Alabama. Making out in the middle of the night with a country yep. girl. Yeah. It gave me a brief flashback oh, or two. That song, when it came out, though, I was in college. I was all over the place. You were in college then? Yep. It was that long and, uh, ago that song was out. Really? Yeah. Too bad in none of it Holy stuck. Holy moly. Yeah. It came out in 99. God, if you see, I'm horrible with yours. If you'd asked me, I said, I don't know what's that, about 10 years old. Yep. Same here. <laughs> I'm going with they never dated, Chris. Sorry. Sorry. It was released in 98, Johnny. 20 yeah, years see, ago. I, I would have said 10 years ago or something. Fred Astaire prancing around makes me uh, uncomfortable. He also covered a Metallica song that's kind of cool. Let me take a shot at Chris quick, okay? Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm not going to believe they dated, much like when you tell me about news stories. (laughs) I'm not believing this one either. Is Putin going to fire a nuke? Well, he's uh, he's telling us he's got him. 
<laughs> we need to take that asshole out. That well, I'll say. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, we, we got the administration that would do that. <laughs> As opposed to the last one who was his best friend, right? <laughs> Keep your enemies like, closer. Like I said, Chris. Keep your enemies closer, I love it when you two go round and round. John, you know damn well if Trump was still in office, this wouldn't have happened. What wouldn't have? The invasion of Ukraine. You know damn well this oh, would have happened. Yeah, you're right, because Trump would have just handed it over. Here you go. Take it. It's yours. You so you're Putin wrong. wouldn't have gone in if Trump was president. Nope. Nope. You know, my father had a saying Christmas as a ba, kid. With the ba, the bang, the you're bang, as, uh, diggy diggy. You're as full of bleep as a Christmas goose. I'm I'm going with that. <laughs> That's an old one. Oh yeah, John. That was my dad's favorite. Well, I'm rubber and you're glue. So whatever you say to me bounces off of me and sticks to you. Did you guys read what the 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 uh, transcript of the police report? The the two people that were drag racing and killed that woman. I did not. No. Uh, the female. It was a brother and a sister, right? That were drag racing. You guys are familiar with the story. I know the story. Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay, not, no, I'm not. Of. So, well, John did it in the news when it happened long ago. Anyway, the uh, it was a brother and a sister drag racing, and they killed this woman. And sh- the female was so angry at the woman for getting in the way because they were both going over 100 miles an hour. And she was saying, I hope she's dead. I hope. And I thought, oh my God. Wow. Yikes, really? It's, it's, it's terrifying. Is that, she quoted or oh, does yeah. she say that on camera? It's in the police report. Was that yeah. here, Chris? Yeah, I yes. Know. I think it was Burnsville. Burnsville. That doesn't sound real, Chris. I'm just, just going to say. Okay. That doesn't sound right. Crash that killed 22-year-old Taylor Nicole Garza of Woodbury and 22-year-old Dalton Lee Ford of Burnsville. Due to their injuries, they both died at the scene of the crash on County Road 42. John. Court officials say Dennis Bond was drag racing another vehicle driven by her brother, Leon Bond, at a high rate of speed. A witness of the vehicle driven by Leon Bond hit another car that basically turned it into... (laughs) This just happened? (laughs) I'm going home. I wasn't going to do it, Chris, but Kenny made me. It was a double fatal crash back in April of 2021. Oh, Chris, you're easily outraged. I'm not outraged, but that, you should get a job on a talk radio show or a podcast. I guess what bothers me, Kenny, these people are just, they're out amongst us. Yeah, they are. That terrifies me. Okay, that's all I have. Oh, I didn't play my Biden audio. Yeah. You want me to save that for tomorrow? Sure. <laughs> Doesn't sound real. Doesn't sound really excited about it. Well, you guys, go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What is it? Oh my God! It's Biden saying, "Joe, you listen to it." Yeah, but I didn't really pay attention. With (laughs) honest, I like honesty. Sometimes we just appease you so you'll shut up. There is also another, and this was Doesn't submitted work, by no. a number of people, but no. the Babylon <laughs> Bee has a three-minute video of a six-year-old kid named Oliver. Uh, yeah. Oliver. And it's the caption reads, meet Kamala Harris's six-year-old speechwriter. Oh. It's Ka- really good. Kamala. It's Kamala, Chris. Whatever. It's it's pretty good. I stumbled on a video last night it's from the of Babylon a couple Bee. of drunk jackasses trying to pick a fight 
with uh, like a New Zealand or Australian MMA fighter. Oh, no. And he is begging them to back down. And he does one of those roundhouse kick things. And the guy, it's like wet cement and then punches the other guy and boom. And they got up and started backing away. They were still shouting. And the guy's like, I, you know, I, tried I warned to tell you. you. I warned you. And the guy is, you know how these guys, he's massive. Yeah. And these are just skinny, drunk punks. They think they're going to take this guy on. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Videos like that, I just love seeing assholes getting. How did you stumble on that on the Twitter? Yeah, I've been afraid to admit this, but there's something on Facebook called I don't know, your videos or something feed or something, something. And it's basically TikTok videos. And I'll find myself watching these things for 10 minutes at a time. And they're all, it's just, they're dumb and random and stupid. And for some reason, I sit there like I've been sniffing glue watching them. That's my career. Are you talking about the Facebook, like the right in the middle of your feed, all of a sudden there's. And a you video. keep scrolling yeah. over and there's yeah, videos. Yeah, and you can, you can slide it yeah. sideways. If, yeah. And all if whatever you pick, that's what keeps popping up because right. all, all of mine are food and guitars. So yeah. every, everyone that pops up is yeah. know, somebody making pizza or, you know. That's yeah. that's how they set their algorithms. You know? Yeah. All right, then. Yep. Thanks for looking sports. <laughs> Holy fuck, it's 2 o'clock already. Are we yes, done? It I think is. so. I think so. Bye, Ken. Bye, Town Council. Bye, Ken. Bye, Town Council. Goodbye, every everybody. Uh...